My name is Tanya Becker, and I work with the marketing team here at Silver Sky. I'm here today with Andy Bober, Silver Sky's Executive Vice President of Product Management and Engineering. Andy joined Silver Sky in 2019 and has spent over 20 years doing software and technology-related work, most recently with the SAS Institute. An interesting fact about you, Andy, is that you graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy, then put your engineering education to use and really started advancing your strategic planning and operational management expertise during your six years of service in the U.S. Navy. It's really great to be here with you today. It's great to be here with you too, Tanya. So we're here to talk about the transformation that's occurring within IT teams today, particularly relating to detection and rapid response to cybersecurity threats. Really, we're in the midst of a cybersecurity renaissance, if you will. So I'd like to kick off our discussion by asking you to share your perspectives on the most pronounced cybersecurity pain points companies are dealing with right now. Sure. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I think we're in the midst of a renaissance, uh, both for uh, cybersecurity as well as uh, cyber threat. So it's a you know, timely question and timely dis- discussion point. And, and really, I think it's a little bit of a, a trick question because, you know, all elements of attack mitigation are important to our customers. But what's interesting is, you know, and this is, uh, you know, this is a trend. This is not a, you know, just a couple of data points. But we hear prevention coming up as kind of the top needer pain point that most of our customers uh, identify you know, as the most acute pain point that, that, that they face. And, and I, I get that. Uh, I think it, it would be great if there was just some kind of big prevention hammer that you know, we could all use uh, to prevent uh, all of the uh, you know, attacks and threats that are out there, but there's just not. Uh, you know, prevention is never going to be a 100% cure-all for, for cybersecurity. And cyber criminals uh, are smart, motivated, you know, oftentimes very well resourced, and they will always find new ways to attack and uh, new ways, uh, new techniques to uh, get into your into your system. So, you know, while it's while it's a bit nuanced, in, in kind of a, a chicken and egg uh, perspective, you know, I see uh, and you know, Silver Sky sees detection is kind of the key area that organizations should be focusing their resources on. Uh, right now. For, for some who might be listening to this, this is a bit of cybersecurity 101, but at, at this point in time, every company on the planet is invested in prevention. Uh, technologies like firewall and antivirus uh, are, are very prevalent. If you're looking to upgrade yours or if you have, uh, or if you'd like some help with that too, feel free to give us a call. But you know, where companies are more exposed right now are against some of the newer, more sophisticated threats that are out there multi-vector threats coming in from different places, threats that you know, go well beyond the ability of, of people and kind of the last generation of technology to address. And that's why we are seeing uh, high interest right now in our business and technologies like our social engineering protection service, which is uh, targeted towards email, as well as the whole uh, endpoint detection and uh, response category. So I think what I, I hear you saying is that companies have to get better at their ability to detect breaches quickly, including these highly sophisticated cyber, highly sophisticated breaches, and quickly remediate them. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And you know, you know, like like many things, you know, there is a pendulum to how these attacks you know, go over time. You know, while presently we are seeing attackers moving more back towards, you know, what we call a smash and grab approach. You know, it's, it's something that's detected right away and the, the dwell time is very low. Uh, you know, the potential for exposure is still, uh, is still very high and the potential for, you know, embedding back doors and for, uh, the, you know, the same attacker to come back, you know, later and, and cur- you know, create more damage 
uh, for you and for your business, you know, remains high as well. So you again, you know, the more a business can do to detect early, roll back, uh, minimize you know the amount of you know assets that are exposed, minimize the number of machines that you know you have to be reimaged or you know, in some cases we have customers that you know, literally just throw them away is beneficial to organizations. And you know it, it is interesting um, and it, it supports the point of uh, detection over pre- prevention being important because again, there are going to be attacks you know and if you're able to detect something, even if not on day one, uh, the earlier you can detect an incursion, uh, the better. You know, there are a number of, of studies out there uh, that have you know, supported this. You know, uh, you know, breach times have you know, gone into the uh, hundreds of days <laughs> you know, in, you know, over the past couple of years, which you know, is, you know, might seem incredible for some. But you know, just imagine the amount of damage you know, that a, a cyber thief or cyber uh, attacker could do you know, in, in that amount of time. And you just don't know about it. So the sooner you can detect, the sooner you can recover, the lower your cost and your your business exposure will be. It makes a lot of sense. I wish we all had a prevention hammer, but what you're you're saying <laughs> makes tons of sense, given that we don't have that tool to my. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're we're working on that right now. We'll let you know when it's uh, when it's ready. <laughs> From my observations, productively thinking about cybersecurity is challenging for a lot of executives. Like cyber threats are somewhat abstract and the damage breaches can do, you know, range a great deal. You know, maybe you get lucky and it's just a little bit of an inconvenience or damage that paralyzes the operation and ability to, to serve customers. So, like, it, it seems like, you know, that kind of abstraction, that unknown is, is hard for a lot of executives to deal with. And, but many organizations seem to be applying more of a risk-based construct to their cybersecurity program but some aren't. I mean, what are you seeing out there? We see a lot of variation. Um, you know, larger organizations, multinational organizations are, are all over this. And like it or not, you know, every organization in the U.S. Uh, is going to have to be um, you know, just, as part, just as part of uh, standard you know, regulatory compliance uh, and, and as part of the cost of doing business. You know, to the extent that uh, you know, cybersecurity and you know, things like you know, GDPR preventing uh, you're protecting uh, data and making uh, you're making sure that uh, you minimize the risk to business starts to make it easier for business executives. You know, the cost of a breach, the cost of things going wrong uh, have just become you know, asymmetrically high in some regions and for for some businesses. And this is all going to start coming uh, down market. And, that, and that's where we see the, the variance. Um, you know, there's variance. Uh, across different uh, verticals, certainly in some of the key uh, industries that we work in, uh, financial services and healthcare, for example, you know, the regulatory requirements have been uh, you know, well-established and the businesses there are taking more of a risk-based approach. Uh, but what I, I see happening over time is that more and more organizations uh, will be embedding cybersecurity into their company strategy. It becomes a cost of uh, doing business, the potential risk in the cost uh, associated with uh, you know, damage from a cybersecurity attack, you know, is just getting to the point where it you, you, it can't be ignored, and you know, something that organizations have to deal with. You know, it's yeah, I think it's frustrating and it's it's a little sad. You know, we we all know your colleagues or friends uh, who have had you know, businesses impacted by you know malware attacks. It's debilitating, and so you know, I think. You know, both just from the recognition, you know, the, the quantification of the risk, 
uh, due to regulatory requirements, as well as kind of the, that emotional side from you know, seeing what it can do uh, to a business, even if it's on a, a small scale, uh, are both pushing organizations that way. That makes sense. You know, fairly recently, ASACA in the CMMI released a cybersecurity culture report that discusses advancements, but also some of the gaps within a lot of organizations in terms of their cybersecurity cultures. You know, on the positive front, the study found that uh, 75% of organizations are getting management more involved with cybersecurity culture. Are executives and board members becoming more knowledgeable about cybersecurity? Seems like they are. In general, they are, and I think it's yeah. There are a couple, yeah. Some of the same points from that we just covered, I think, apply here as well. You know, even if an executive, and I think this is this is a challenge for cybersecurity professionals. Um, you know, we we really need to be empathetic to our audience, and where we can tie it back to the business. So, very large organizations that have the resources to do this in house you're not a problem. The culture is being developed there. They have cybersecurity teams. They've got processes and procedures. That amount of overhead is harder you know, for smaller organizations. A lot of our customers, you might have a CISO and have a, a small IT staff. You know, some of their employees, you know, are not going to be very um, cyber or illiterate and they, they have a, a challenge. And, and the same thing um, can be on, on the board as well. I think, I think, uh, Certain board members, for example, might have uh, you know, grown up before cybersecurity was a thing. And understandably, by not having the knowledge of, of the potential risk, by not understanding how things work, puts them at risk for you know, not being as uh, attuned to shifting to more of a cybersecurity culture. So I think it really is incumbent on uh, you know, the cyber uh, security experts within an organization to uh, you know, be able to educate to be able to associate mm -hmm. the investment in cybersecurity uh, with the benefits, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, typically that is in, you know, risk uh, mitigation, you know, back to the business, and, and, you know, and to the degree they can uh, explain, you know, how things work, you know, why things are so important. So I think storytelling, uh, having some good examples, and you know, having a couple of good uh, analogs to describe, uh, you know, what's, what's being done and why it's important helps. So those are definitely some you know, that, you know, increased executive involvement is certainly a good news story of the ASACA report. But on the downside, that same cybersecurity culture report revealed that 60% of companies don't have a widespread employee buy-in, 42% don't have IT culture plans, and 55% think that the CISO owns the cybersecurity posture for the organization entirely. I know there's a lot here, but, you know, how can we unpack some of these findings and, and um think about how we might do a little better. Yeah, there's there, there's quite a bit uh, uh, you know, <laughs> to, to, to unpack with this, uh, you know, with the whole uh, with the whole question. You, you know, I, I think it, it, it does tie back to the to the prior point, you know, just as with the board, you know, making sure that you know, your entire company is aware of the shared responsibility to understand you know, to have the knowledge and you know, the, you know, the training that's needed to help make them, you know, one, you know, aware and then two, comfortable to, you know, be part of your company's, uh, you know, defense against uh, cyber incursions. You know, take some time and, you know, when you go up uh, to the, you know, large organizations, they have testing in place, there are policies in place, uh, you know, the buy-in is, you know, has gotten uh, through investment. I think the real challenge is for smaller organizations where, uh, you might have, you know, again, uh, you know, it, some of the team may not be wholly, uh, you know, IT oriented, you might think it's a, a great idea to click on uh, clickbait on a work, on a work <laughs> computer 
and uh, you know, you know, so I think you know it's it's really incumbent to have that uh, you know that relationship and you know, at least that core level of training and direction being provided by the you know, by the CISO or equivalent within the small organizations. You know, we, an IT culture plan makes sense in a big company. Small companies, I think you have the same results, but whether or not it needs to be as formal as that, I think will vary from company to company. Yeah, small companies, it can just be more con- conversational and sort of word of mouth cultural versus, you know, a formal thing, I would think. Yeah, that's um, that, that's what we see. But, you know, again, it's it, it just takes one person. And so I think that the, you know, the challenge for, you know, the cyber leader, the CISO in a smaller organization is just you know, coverage and, you know, repeat, 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 making sure that it's, it's, if not on top of mind, you know, in the back of mind of employees so that, uh, you know, when something questionable is presented to them, you know, the, the red flag in the back of their head that should goes up, goes up and uh, reminds them to uh, think twice before taking a risky action. Yeah, this has been great. I mean, we've covered a lot of ground in a really short period of time. So, I mean, let's just think about some concluding thoughts if we could. As companies think about steps to transform their IT culture so they can improve their overall security positions, what are the most important things you think that they should be thinking about? Well, you know, uh, first and foremost, you, you kind of hit on it earlier. You know, security is not the job of the CISO. Security is, you know, needs to be part of the culture and needs to be, you know, be incumbent on every part of the business uh, to support and help maintain a defensive posture. Um, you know, we've seen examples of uh, social engineering, you know, with people going into HR, we've seen, you know, there are you know, classic cases of people being sent uh, you know, malicious emails and, and the recipient, uh, you know, wiring money to the wrong place. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of examples of, of, of things, you know, well outside of what you would typically think the realm of cybersecurity and you know, making sure that, you know, every, every department within your organization, you know, is aware and has, uh, a shared responsibility is, is really important. You know, and this is where kind of you know, going back to the, the detection point earlier, you know, we're seeing a shift to be able to instrument, monitor, and provide response at the level and at the interaction point with, you know, with the whole organization. So for years now, the perimeter has been an area that has been a focus. Prevention uh, at that level has, has been a focus. But you know, to be able to use an endpoint detection or response technology, for example, to you know, be able to back up our, our human nature to, you know, to be tempted to uh, do things on our computers that could lead to, to bad things, I think is really important. So you know, considering technology investments in things like endpoint detection and response or uh, social engineering protection is, is important. It doesn't mean that uh, other parts of your uh, uh, security state uh, are, are less important. You know, when you're dealing with you know, multi-vector, you know, very sophisticated attacks, and you know what's, you know, those attacks are you know, more sophisticated attacks are going down market and starting to hit smaller and smaller organizations. Uh, you're maintaining, you know, a multi-tiered and uh, you know, interconnected detection and uh, remediation. Uh, strategy, both in technology and process, is really important. So, yeah, I think last but not least, you know, we need to help encourage the cultural shift for everybody within an organization to actively participate in security. Uh, there are instances where you know somebody does something wrong, or somebody you know, recognizes a potential threat or potential incursion. The organization culture pushes that person to not uh, share that or not report it. And that's, yeah, that's just a lose-lose situation for everybody. So encouraging engagement, providing 
you know, the right level of training to make sure people, uh, you know, know what they should do and what they shouldn't do and having, you know, a culture that uh, is open and encourages uh, people to uh, report uh, suspicious activity, I think is also very important. All these things tie together. Uh, some of them, they all have uh, high value. Some have, um, you know, some have a cost, but uh, all these things should be considered. That's great. I mean, that was, it was really helpful, I think. And, and I really appreciate your time today. And, and I hope this discussion has been helpful to people. I think it will be. Well, thanks. I really appreciate the time today. I uh, hope that uh, this was helpful to the folks that get to listen. And uh, I appreciate any feedback or comments that uh, people have. For more information on our services, please visit silversky.com.